You're listening to the More of What Matters podcast, honest conversations for daring women. And I just have to remember, like, my life, all of our lives are so unique in their own situations. We just have to keep our blinders on and focus on what you can control. Hello, welcome to today's episode. You're in for a real treat. I sit down with Lindsay Mitrasilis and we talk all things motherhood and mindset and really the rub between all of the things that we think we should be doing and the reality. And we actually get to pull back the the layers of some of the things both Lindsay and I have personally navigated as well as are currently navigating. So she gets very honest about the season that they're in currently. Lindsay is a speaker, a strategist, a coach. She is an expert on all things LinkedIn. She has a LinkedIn agency and she services some incredible names in this in this arena. And you would be just so in awe of the things she's accomplished in actually a relatively short amount of time. But the thing that I love most about this conversation is that while we talk about that, we are also talking about the things going on in life at the same moment. And a lot of times when you see uh, kind of the highlight reel of whatever people are sharing about, it doesn't come with a lot of reality of what's going on at the same moment. And so if you start following her on social media, you'll get to get that taste of what she does. And this conversation is going to give you a glimpse into more of what matters in her life, which I'm so thrilled to bring you. Here's my conversation with Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the More of What Matters podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Yeah. I I feel like, and now that we've gotten to know each other over the last few months, I always had in the back of my mind, I was like, I wonder if Lindsay's going to want to hop on the podcast at some (laughs) point. So I'm excited that day has arrived. Okay. So we um, know each other through mutual friends. We actually have several, um, but in business, I think that's our common tie first Mm -hmm. and foremost. But as we got to know each other better, we realized there was much more of a tie in terms of I would say our priorities, our values, how we live uh, as moms and business owners and how they coexist. And sometimes they work beautifully together and sometimes there's some um, challenges. So we were just talking and I thought, gosh, let's bring this conversation to the podcast. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Will you tell everyone, for those who don't know you, don't follow you, kind of what you do, what yeah. your area of expertise is, and then how you how you got into that line yeah. of work. Yeah. So I, my name is Lindsay. I'm a LinkedIn agency owner. So we run, my business is that we run um, LinkedIn accounts for people. So we'll write content, post content, do engagement for you, make connections for you, all the things. Most of our clients are, you know, big time speakers, authors, um, things like that. People have podcasts, whatever. Um, and that kind of happened just out of the blue. Um, I had made a post on Instagram early, early 2021 that tagged Jesse Itzler. And um, we were doing like the big ass calendar and stuff. And and he saw it and responded. And he's like, hey, this is awesome. Wow. I love your content. We have the same hair. Can you run my LinkedIn? And I was like, what? Like it was so wild. It was wild. I was like, thank God I'm reading this. Like in the bathroom at 5 a.m. because I would have pooped my pants. <laughs> I was just like, what is going on? Seriously. So jumped on a call with, at the time, Amanda. If you do, if anyone does follow Jesse and they've been along with his journey, Amanda um, is his content gal back then. And so we jumped on a call and 
kind of went through a few iterations of what that looked like. And sure enough, uh, started running his LinkedIn, which was fun and awesome. And then I got invited to Jesse and Sarah's house that summer um, for Hell on the Hill. And I met all these amazing people, all of their friends. And they're like, oh, you're Jesse's LinkedIn girl. Will you, will you run my LinkedIn? And I was like, sure. And sure enough, our agency was born. And so wow. that was in summer of 2021. And we've just been kind of going full steam ahead, evolving the business. We have an awesome uh, team of women all stateside who you know help. Um, and it's been incredible. It's been quite the journey. <laughs> I tell people I could never write my own job description. Like this is so, I, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay, first of all, let's back up because I'm like, whoa, there's so many things to this. <laughs> Number one is that one post can actually change the trajectory of your business, which I think, I mean, we're very careful typically to say that that's the norm because it's not the norm. Not but the what norm. I would argue is that it is not just the one post that did that because it was the culmination of everything you've done up to that point in mm. the preparation mm. that you had to do up to that point. Cause he didn't just see one post. He looked at your, scroll through he my looked at your profile. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah. had looked back. Can you just talk about that and like give someone insight to that? Cause I feel like there is this myth out there that like, okay, either one post can change your business or that will never happen. And both mm -hmm. actually aren't true. Mm -hmm. But what did you learn from that experience? Well, yeah, that like it is important to be posting content. Here's the thing. So like my world really is LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram because a lot of our, my ideal clients for my LinkedIn bootcamp are on Instagram, right? Like my whole thing is like, Hey, everyone on Instagram, you're probably trying to crack the code on LinkedIn because Gary V has been talking about it for years. You just don't know where to go. So like we're kind of like a entry point, learn LinkedIn 101. Um, and it's really important that we post content there. We being me, um, post content there consistently. Now we've done it. I've done it so long, you know, like you could scroll a good couple of scrolls and get tons of LinkedIn content. So, you know, that like I am, I'm a LinkedIn gal. I'm a LinkedIn girl specifically for like leads and sales. But you'll know that through my content. The thing with like LinkedIn, and I, I just tell people this because it still applies to any platform. What we can sometimes tell, tell our clients, right? Like the metrics we track. And by the way, we're a social media management company. We do nothing yeah. different than someone who runs your Instagram, right? We just run someone's LinkedIn. You know, you we can look at, send you metrics on impressions and all the things all day long, but you are going to know before I do how successful your LinkedIn is based on what people are telling you in conversations like this, based on an email you get, based on, you know, a client following back up and being like, oh, by the way, like I saw your LinkedIn post, it reminded me to text you that I wanted this product or that I wanted to hire you for this speaking engagement or that I needed to get you on my podcast. You're yeah. going to hear that before anyone else does. And the same thing is true for, right, Instagram. I mean, I watch your stories and then I side text you for some more product or like I see an email from you and I side text you for more product, right? So I always think that like 50% of marketing works, right? Like you're going to see you, someone's going to see your Instagram post, maybe get an email from you and then remember to like call you later. And it, so right. it's all just staying top of mind. Well, and I think that has changed. I, there was such a period of time that social media was more of a transaction. Like mm -hmm. I felt like you could post something and expect that there might be an immediate transaction. Yeah. And then I think it evolved more into true marketing. And so when done well and effectively, you feel the difference in your business. When done in an average way, I think it's harder to quantify that for people because it is very related to the level of your relationships. Mm. So 
when it came to somebody who didn't know you at all, Jesse, seeing what you tagged him in and then seeing your content and all the work you had done prior to that to build mm. your skill set, like how do you feel like that prepared you for what you stepped into with that relationship? And then all the relationships he referred you to essentially. Yeah. Well, so I didn't start my business, my LinkedIn bootcamp until March of 2020. And then I, I was still, yeah, like that whole thing evolved. So I didn't really talk to Jesse until 10 months later. So for 10 oh. months, I was like going after this whole LinkedIn thing. And the belief I had in my mind was like, I'm going to make this a million dollar business, one LinkedIn bootcamp at a time. And just kept telling myself that and kept telling my husband that. I'm like, I can do this. We're doing this. It's happening. Like, I'm believing it before it shows up. And then, yeah. boom, Jesse. Well, and can I just say, like, your business at that point, was it generating, like, a couple thousand dollars? Yeah. Like, it was just, yeah. Like, because I feel like sometimes people, you know, think that that means you've already reached six figures. No, no not necessarily at all. No. At and, all. And I will say yeah. this. Thank God my husband worked a full-time job. I did not make yeah. enough money for the first, even the first year of business that I could have, you know, yeah. like I could not have carried our household through, especially living in California at the time. Like <laughs> yeah. there's no way, you know? Right. And so I have to give credit to like my husband too, to like, let me pursue this thing while he really for was sure. the income winner, income breadwinner, because there's no yeah. way. Well, and the belief had to be so strong that you could see all the little clues along the way, but mm -hmm. the clues aren't necessarily, you know, $50,000 paychecks. No. And I think like in like monthly, you know, income, I think what, what often happens is we think the evidence of that has to be there first. And you would argue based on knowing you that the evidence is going to be from what you choose to do based on your belief. And then the evidence is going to start to show up. It's like Santa. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Santa as a little kid. You don't have to see him to know that he, in your mind, is real and that he's there and shows up, right? You just believe. You yeah. Know, same. You I love to believe Santa. to receive. That's right. like the thing. <laughs> okay. Since we're like on the subject fastly about Santa, if you've seen yeah. the movie The Santa Claus and Charlie is talking to Neil because Neil's like, Santa's not real. And Charlie's like, have you ever seen a million dollars? And Neil's like, no. And he's like, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not there. Right. Same thing for yeah. your mind about your business, right? Like just because you haven't experienced it yet, know that it's coming. Believe that it's coming. Act as if it's already here. And how like helpful is that in just motherhood too? I feel like I've had to remind myself <laughs> of that in motherhood. Like you can't imagine it yet, but they will eventually sleep through the night. You oh. can't see it yet, but every day is not going to be a sick day coming home from, from daycare. Like whatever that is, like eventually you're going to actually look back and be like that it was really a blip on the radar. But at the time, I just had to believe it wasn't going to last forever because those hard moments feel like they do. Honestly, I know that's what we're like leading into talking about. And thank you for that reminder, because honestly, <laughs> I feel like motherhood, like you can have a steel trap of a mind when it comes to business where I'm like, I believe it. I can, I can believe all day. Like I will do this, like blah, blah, blah. I'm so strong in that sense. Yeah. Motherhood, I completely fall apart. I completely fall apart. I've not thought that way, which I should. I'm like, that's why I say thank you for the reminder because I should be thinking that way. Like, listen, I know, Lindsay, I know this is a season 
of motherhood that you're going through. It's very hard. We have it for those that don't know. I have a three and a one year old. We are in the throes uh-huh. <laughs> of parenting, sleepless nights, all kinds of things. And it's, it is the biggest challenge for me mentally, the biggest yeah. challenge of my life. I, I've almost, what I noticed in myself is that sometimes it was easier for me to disconnect that piece to go, okay, I'm going to get really laser focused in my business. And then I'd come, I mean, I always be right there, but then when I'd shift gears into full mom mode, it was like, I had been holding on to that, like almost like that super strong mindset over here so much that Mm. I needed to release some of that. Mm. And then in, in motherhood, I felt like I was just kind of like responding to instead of being proactive 100%. in my thoughts. And when I did that, I always felt behind. I always felt like I was slipping or things were falling through the cracks or I never felt confident yes. in the way that I saw myself being confident in my business. Yes. Agreed. And I don't know, I don't know the answer to that other than almost I had to prioritize my parenting mindset first Mm. because the other came more naturally Yes, because I've been doing it so much longer. A hundred percent. I think too, like it's just, sometimes you just need the reminder, right? Like we, if we're we're talking about our mindset and everyone here is kind of like focused in on that, you kind of have a good sense and foundation of like, here's how the mindset, like how my mindset affects my business. Okay. Apply that to being a mom or being a parent. Right. And like, they actually do translate. You can, it's a little harder because you're working with little humans that you're trying to control that don't want, you know, don't want to be controlled. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's a little different, (laughs) a little different, but like there are some things that you can like, okay, these are the things I cannot control. What can I control in this situation? Right? Like we talked about this before. I, and that the comparison trap is very real. I think in, in, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you know, dads, but certainly for moms, like we will compare ourselves all day long. I don't know if it's a female thing or whatever, but you know, I'll, I follow plenty of high achievers on Instagram, on LinkedIn. And I see they're like, you know, I came, I come from having a morning routine that started at 4am even after my Mm -hmm. first kid. And I would still get up and people be like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just what I do now after two kids and a cross country move and we've turned our whole life upside down. I'm not getting up at four or five or six. Like I get up at seven when my kids wake up and I actually beat myself up over that sometimes. And I just Mm -hmm. have to remember like my life is all of our lives are so unique in their own situations. We just have to keep our blinders on and focus on what you can control. Oh my gosh. Oh, I was just going to say, like, before, because there's so much to what you just said. Like, the comparison thing comparison. is intense. And we actually, te- I think, we tend to compare on things that we think, well, like, if she's gritty enough to do that or if she's capable enough mm-hmm. to do that or if I had enough ambition, then I would be, I'd be doing that too. And I feel like that is the biggest danger of all is that we have already decided some part of us is just less than automatically. It's not even based on reality. It's not based on like, did your kid actually not sleep through the night? Do you stay up late to finish all the extra things? Like what are all the other things that go into that? We never take inventory of that before we make that judgment. And then by that point, we've already beat ourselves up. So we're less likely to actually do the thing because we're already like defeated. You nailed it on the head. Yeah. I've had plenty of conversations too with 
moms or women who are like, I actually thrive at night. Like I don't go to bed till midnight. And it's because I'm thriving. Like once my kids are down, like I know everything is done for the day. Now their creative brain like opens up and they're like, what is happening? Because I used to be a morning person. Now I'm like a, a night owl, you know, and I'm like, let's just accept it. Like, let's just, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I need to start posting more on Instagram. I'm like living my best life at 1030 at night, <laughs> you know, well, like and then waking up at seven, you know, like yeah. there are different seasons of all of that. Yeah. You know, and it's so hard too. Cause I, I, I do think that like the high achieving industry, let's call it an industry, right? Like the yeah. successful people, the high achievers, the ones that you follow and listen to the greats will tell you like, early morning, 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 morning. That's when you get the best stuff done. And if you've believed that for so long, like if you've been in a business for yourself or you've just been in sales or high achieving, whatever, you've heard that for like 15 to 20 years. It's really hard to get that out of your head. And so then we're like beating ourselves up over like what we've heard and believed for so long, but this doesn't work for us right now. You know, how do you do it? What do you do? Well, and I think the same can be true with like any part of your day. Like Mm -hmm. if you have believed for so long that uh, a good parent is an involved on-campus parent or a good parent is the one volunteering for everything or, um, you know, making like the the world's most healthy, well-rounded lunches every day, like whatever you've believed and you've held on to enough and maybe nobody else is holding you to that standard, you're the only one holding yourself to that standard. Yeah you're beating yourself up for things daily that you don't even realize. And I know as a mom now of kids a little bit older who I can engage with them and find out what's important to them. I have one kiddo who really wants me to come have lunch with them Mm. and the other that is like, nope, I'm good. See you after school. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, no question that they're, it's just their love language is different. And so the point of that is like, it, it doesn't, like what we've always believed is somehow embedded deeper. And so unearthing that as we like reach each stage is so necessary because I wouldn't have even known I had this preconceived idea of like what I should be doing oh. until I got there and was like, shoot, who told me I had to do that? Like who that told you. Who <laughs> it's told coming you? from me. Yes. So yeah. in our move, so we moved from LA to North Carolina. Part of the thing I was so excited about was that now we could have some financial relief and that I wasn't having to grind. I, 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 in my mind, I thought I have to grind all day to, be, so we could be paycheck to paycheck living in California. Now we come to a less expensive location, so I don't have to grind as hard. And that way, I could be with my kids. Like I can, you know, I could take my kids like three days a week. It's gonna be awesome, or two days a week. That's not who I am. I love my children, and I would love to love to be with them all day. But that's just not how we work. It's just not how, like, I had to accept that over the last 60 days. Like, I am not a full-time stay-at-home mom. And I have crazy mad respect for the women that do it and thrive. Right? Like, of course, like, if, if I'd be with my kids all day long if I had to. But I've realized that actually my kids need to go somewhere where, like, they're learning, they're experiencing, they're, they've got community, they're making friends, like, doing all these things. Like, that's not what I could provide for them. And then I need to fill my cup creatively too, right? Like I love to work. I love what I do. And if yeah. I if I'm not doing that on a daily basis in some capacity, we're all having problems at home. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, the day-to-day stuff can be so much harder and we 
we don't even realize all the pieces that go into that into like until it's maybe you're happened in, and then you're like, oh gosh, oh. okay, something about this is not it's not congruent no. with strengths or you know patience level in some cases. I mean, yes. there's just a million things. Mm-hmm. So what was the realization like for you once you realized, okay, this dream you had thought you were pursuing by moving your family, which I'm sure there were multiple reasons that was not the only one. Yeah. But when you realized and you got there and thought, oh my gosh, this is actually different than I had in my mind's eye, what was that realization and process like? I mean, it's all been very recent. Yeah. So we moved within the last, this is like, we've been here for 90 days. Um, like as of like two days ago. So we've kind of had that like first full like season of like, what is this? Um, and it is amazing to, to know and to see like what worked for us in LA does not work for us here. Absolutely not. Like we had a full-time nanny. I wanted my kids in the home. She was like very great at like helping get them out and socialize. So we're like, cool cookie cutter. We'll do the same thing here. Did not work. Just Mm -hmm. did not work. I was like, no, actually my kids need to be like out and like, right. And so that was like a huge, and also partly like, I I am not going to be as involved in their day to day as I thought in my mind that I would. We've certainly like, you know, we don't have an idiot or we don't drop them off wherever they are at 7am anymore. That, I mean, we were seven to five full care coverage. Now it's a little bit later in the day. So we're getting like our mornings with them and stuff. Um, but it was hard. It was really hard to real. I, I went through a whole series of like, am I not like a good mom? Like, why don't I want to be with my kids more? <laughs> like, you know, like it's just wild. The thing, like the things that you go through. And I think the only thing I could tell someone is like, just go through it, just experience yeah. it. Um, I love following Brooke Castillo of the life coach school. And she talks yeah, about life is 50, 50. And I think you could plug in blank is 50-50. Motherhood is 50-50. There are going to be times when it is just hard, just super freaking hard. And it's challenging and you're going to cry and whatever. And then there's days where you're like, this is why. Let's have another one. Let's go. (laughs) Like I can do this all over again, you know? And I just think the 50% or whatever percent you want to give it that's just really hard, just feel into it. Just feel it. Don't try to That's hide so it. Don't, don't try to avoid it. Just acknowledge like, you know what? This is just a, this is a struggle right now. And we're just going to be in this. We're just going to be present in that. And so now that you've realized this about yourself and kind of what it is that that does look like for your family in a best case scenario, mm-hmm. did, did that free you up to start dreaming again? Like what was, what was the thing on the other side of that realization that happened once you said, okay, I'm just going to lean into the fact that I feel this way and this is true and this is actually better for us overall. Did that free you up for something that did like, did you, because I think that that happened for me a yes. little bit. Yeah. I, um, I think we're still kind of, I don't want to say we're not, we're not still in it. Like we're still in this, like, it's kind of all blended together, right? We're still in this okay. like transformation, transitional phase. And so there's yeah. still a lot that we're like, trying to get through but or work through and, and understand um but yeah like it, it, that's kind of even like a loaded I could have a loaded response about that but yes the long long and short of it is like yes there was so much freedom in just being able to okay like this is just what it is and just accepting it and accepting for like what was working for us and what wasn't working for us right and just kind of realizing like oh 
this is a great reminder of like what works for others is not going to work for us or what worked for us in the past isn't going to work for us moving forward. And we just have to adjust and figure that out. What's some of the best advice you've received as a mom and entrepreneur, multi-passionate, love all the things, right? Mm. What's some really good advice that's helped you? I, I think I would have to say, like, put your th- same thing I've been talking about, like put your blinders on as best as you can. Do not compare yourself to other people that you see on social media. It just goes back to that. Like one, right? What works for us or what doesn't work for us will or will not work for someone else. And so yeah. you just have to find what works for your little family and for you as a mom and you personally and you and your spouse or your partner, like that is what's the best thing. That is the best thing for you is whatever is the yeah. best thing is for you. <laughs> the best thing for you is the best thing for you. And yeah. and honestly, like figure out ways for yourself that you keep that mindset like sharp. If it means cutting out social media for a little while, or if it means like putting a timer and a limit on like how much you scroll, or maybe you have to like hide or unfollow someone for a little while, just sure. you have got to protect that mindset because you are the most important part of your family. Like, if, you know what I mean? Like if I'm not good, I'm not going to be good for my husband and I, if I'm not good, I'm not going to be good for my kids and I. So you have to protect your mind, have to protect everything going on in the world. I had to stop. I can't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a couple of things really strike me. Number one with that, what you were saying just at the end, I mean, what has happened on social media is it's no longer social media. It's social media. It's, um, it's ads, it's news. And you can't control when you open up the app, you can't control which you're going to be fed first. And that's, that's not how people often want to receive information. They want to be at the helm of deciding. So that's number one. I totally agree with you there. The other thing is I feel like everyone's transitions are like, especially if we're talking about motherhood, like zero to one versus one to two versus if you have more than two, like a lot of times everyone's hard happens at a different time. Sometimes it's the baby years. Sometimes it's the toddler years. Sometimes it's when they're in school or the teenagers. And I have heard so many versions of that Mm. told completely differently Mm -hmm. and how it was actually easier for some to wake up super early when their kids were babies. But then as they got into school age, it was harder. That's actually a journey I've been on. Like, Mm. you know, because everyone's everyone's schedule is different. And then you have, you know, different drop off times and less flexibility because school starts at an exact time and all these variables, which are all true. And so if you're listening and you're like, uh, well, that hard wasn't my hard, but this is, that's part of why we don't like the whole comparison thing, because you're only going to see the thing that for someone is working currently, right? They might not even be working tomorrow, but they're likely not going to show you that it didn't work the next day. They're going to show you when it does. And that's okay. It's not like with bad intentions, but for us receiving it, we have to kind of remember that. Um, because obviously, otherwise, all we do is think that everyone's good day is every day and ours is always the hard. Like, I'm smiling because you're inspiring me. I'm like, this is what I want to do now. I want to post myself at 1030 at night just watching <laughs> a movie. Just being like, yeah. this is my me time and I am so mm-hmm. here for it. And if this is you too, then good for you. Or if you're asleep yeah. during, that's great. Like, yeah. how do we just like bring more content to life that helps people like, Hey, wherever you're at, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. 
Well, it's so interesting because the yeah, because the latest of my private coaching clients, which is another piece to my business that's yes. totally separate from my Rodan and Fields, and a lot of these women do Rodan and Fields, some don't, and some are totally in other, other industries, and a few aren't even entrepreneurs. But the reason that they seek out coaching is because they're like, I know that I need to create a boundary on social media where I don't get all my best advice and insights and accountability there because it's not a great place for me to just hang out. Like it's not a playground I want to spend six hours a day on, but I know that the voice that I want to be hearing for clarity in what Mm -hmm. I've decided is important to me, my goals, my ambitions has to be one that I align with. And so that is, that is the role. That's the relationship with coaching is you've, you've kind of turn down some of the other noise yeah. that often has slowed you down and made you feel burnt out and stuck because you're watching somebody else's life more than living your own and then insert the right voice to right. ask you the right questions about you that's where it turns in so you know whether you're in a stage of motherhood where you just need to turn down the noise somewhere else and turn up the volume with a certain friend or certain relationship that always speaks life, Mm -hmm. that's something that has helped me the most Mm. navigate those periods of transition. It's It's like, what am I turning down and what am I turning up? It's so good. And and that can be even more challenging. It's actually easy to just default to, you know, looking at social media and just like letting your brain, I mean, it turns to moosh. Moosh, 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 right? Like, and we're all guilty of it, right? Like, I For know sure. better. As soon as I open my Instagram app at 9.30 when the girls, everyone's asleep, it's quiet in the house, I know I should not be doing this, right? <laughs> it's harder to, to be intentional. But right. as soon as you start creating that, because it's a new habit you have to, it's a habit you have to break and a new one you have to create. Getting a coach and someone, like you said, turning up the volume in one area and down in another it's a little bit harder at first, but man, you are going to be so much further ahead in your life when you do that. I yeah. love, I think coaching is, it's everything. It's everything. Well, and I don't think if you've had the experience, you can understand the value of like what you're pouring more into mm. can have this, you know, 10 times effect versus just consuming because consuming takes a lot of our mind share but doesn't offer us anything in return other than maybe negative feelings, right? And so there's this like unappreciation, like unless you've had the experience of seeing actual input can result in output, can Mm -hmm. result in results, Mm -hmm. then you're you're so wired for that that you don't even want to consume mindless stuff because you're very protective of what comes in. So if you're in a season where you're like, I've just been consuming kind of without paying attention, mm-hmm. my advice would be start paying attention to what you're willing to consume and what comes in. And does that funnel into you wanting to take action on the things that do matter to you? Right. And if it doesn't, then recalibrate now so that that can actually start to happen for your family. It doesn't have to be a business. It can just be for your life. Right. And see how that feels. And you might get addicted to that, which is actually a very healthy form of addiction. Right. And I would take it a step just a little bit deeper too and say like, if you are finding yourself, and listen, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I do this. Like we're in a hard season. Oh, for sure. So like- That's how we can talk about it. Right. right? Like we're in a hard season. So yes, you will find me scrolling 930 at night, Instagram and, you know, buying things that I should, right? Okay. I'm not lying. (laughs) I'm, that is where we're at right now. And I would say if you are trying, if you're like, why do I always do this? I mean, or if you don't even, let me back up. 
if you find yourself in those positions and you're not, you don't want to be, right? Like you don't want to be in the place of scrolling and consuming and buying and da 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 buffering. Just start asking yourself, why am I doing this? I wonder what it is. Just get a little self-curious. And I will tell you, the more you become aware of like the stuff that you do mindlessly, now you're putting intention to it and you are paying more attention to it. And you're like, what, yeah. what's going on that like I'm doing this? Yeah. That, to me, totally. that's like the first step. Just become a little bit more self-aware as to like why. And you'll, yeah. you might start to make some changes. Yeah. And don't, you know, when, don't write off the future you just because the present you is going through something challenging. And that's something that I have, I mean, like remind yourself of this as you're going through this stage too, because you're in a season of so much transition that your body probably is taking on much more exhaustion than it may normally be. So sleeping till seven is a form of self-care right now. That may, that may change in six months when you're like, Hey, I think I could probably get up 20 minutes before the kids and do that quick arm workout. Just if nothing else for me to start my day. Cause like if we start writing our story ahead of time Mm -hmm. in a negative way, Mm -hmm. we prevent the potential of growth that is possible, but it may not be the old version. It might not be the same story that we applied a few years ago Mm -hmm. to our life. And that's something I've definitely had to learn because just every year, it's like a different set of circumstances. Yeah. And I couldn't necessarily predict them. So I had to just pay attention. Okay. Can I just say, I love that you brought up the future you thing. I I've heard Lori Harder talk about this, Layla Hormozy. I know Brooke Castillo has talked about this, but like Think about what you're doing today as either a withdrawal or a deposit from the future you. Like yeah. whatever you're doing today, a yes to something, a no to something is taking away or giving to who you are a year from now. And it's right. sometimes it's hard to think that way. But like when when they put it in that context, I was like, whoa, you're so right. right. I mean, I, the, the immediate thing I could think of is like for food. For me, if I'm like, I love ice cream. I'm an ice cream girl all the way. And I'm like, if I eat ice cream tonight, if I give in to that temptation, I'm going to feel it tomorrow. I'm going to feel like crap. So tomorrow me is either going to be stoked because I didn't have the ice cream and I'm feeling like 10 steps ahead or tomorrow me is going to be paying for it Yeah. because of like what I, what I want to indulge in right now. And listen, sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, guess what tomorrow you, you're going to have to feel, feel it. You're going to have to work it out. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just, I hope, like, I I don't know if that, like, sometimes I'll remember that and I'm like, oh. Yeah. I like that a lot. I really do. Also, just in terms of, like, you will only have to give what you have. And Mm. that's, I've had to learn that because at times when I feel like my friendships got put on the back burner, I noticed Mm. the reason for that Mm. was because I was doing a pretty terrible job at prioritizing taking care of the things that are, like, in my direct sphere of influence. Mm. And if I can't, if I can't sign up for that stuff and prioritize that stuff, there is hardly anything left to spill over into these friendships that are very important to me, but aren't going to get my like first and foremost time and attention. Mm. And I think that that's why so many of us feel stretched in friendship, which is a whole different topic, but it's just a reminder. Like you can't give to others what you don't have. Right. And so taking a stock like assessment of that is so critical. Otherwise, I mean, 
whether it's a business or parenting or friendship or just pursuing your own life and your own goals, you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to see the impact. No, it's so true. So okay. True. Let's just like wrap this. Cause I feel like we could probably talk <laughs> for hours and that might be, uh, just more than what people want to listen to at this point. <laughs> but I want to ask you, okay, yeah. so we, we know what you do for a living. We know that that's something that probably most people on social media know you for mm. because that's, I mean, I call you LinkedIn Lindsay with yeah. Caitlin, which is funny. <laughs> um, but we just have this like really fun relationship knowing what you do and your expertise. Yeah. What would people that know you outside of that say you're best known for? Oh, honestly, this is like, it's not a good answer, but I want to hear it that like, it's, it's still business related, but like, this is just who I am. I'm a sales girl. Yeah. I freaking love to sell. I will sell you on anything all day long. And I don't mean that in like a weird, like slimy way. Like my parents were just here and I was telling them about like this. I've been, I've needed like this sales itch scratch for like the last 18 months. It's honestly made me rethink my whole business for a long time. Something came in and now I'm really excited about it. My dad's like, you just can't not sell. I'm like, I can't. Like, I love it. That yeah. is what people were <laughs> like. I'll talk about my nails. I'll talk about like where I go. Yeah. I'll tell you, you should go get your colors done by a house of color consultant because it changed my <laughs> life. You know, like all these things. So like, yeah. I will sell you all day long on like things that I think will be really helpful. Right. Even things that you really have no direct benefit to at all. No. It's it's for the benefit of the person you're talking to. Totally. Because yeah. like, that would... is what selling is. Right. It's to help them make good decisions for themselves. Yeah. Right. Like when you got the Rolling and Fields like vitamin A roller thing, I'm like, yeah. dude, yeah. perforate your skin. You know, like it's so awesome. This little tool. It's so cool. I mean, I don't sell Rolling and Fields, but like right. I'll talk right. about that all day long. So yeah. yes. I know it's not like a fun, like, oh, that she's like a wine connoisseur. Like, it's nothing like that. <laughs> no, I think that's super fun. I love that. But it's also, that's like a, I think that's a piece of you that you've gotten to explore more as as you've gone along. Like, you might have had hints of that growing up. Like, there might have been hints along the way. Yeah. But when did you start realizing that? Oh, my gosh. I, so, here's the fun story. When I was five, we used to do garage sales in our neighborhood, like, once a quarter, and my grandpa would always come with two boxes of donuts, one for us to eat and one for me to go sell in my little radio flyer red wagon. So I would walk around the neighborhood and I would sell. He's like, listen, you want to go shopping at the garage sales? Like, go make some money. Here's a box of donuts. Go make your money. And I would. I would like go around the neighborhood. I would sell donuts and water, make my money. And then we would walk around and like buy stuff at a garage sale. Now we can go deeper on that. And that's like, that's how my money mindset came to be, which might not be so great, but <laughs> that's where it started. And then when I was 12, I scrubbed the pool, uh, the bathrooms at the pool. Like I 12 years old, I'm like scrubbing toilets and the floors at the community bathroom to make 75 bucks a month. And I was like, I'm loving this. I love to make money. I love to sell because I love to turn around and then help people. Right. Yeah. Like that's one of the cool things. I mean, you know, this in business, it's like, when you can help other people with an opportunity or help others with like money that you've made, it's awesome. It's so yeah. fun. It's so cool. So I've worked since I was 12 and then I worked at a pumpkin patch and a Christmas tree farm because back then you could work agriculture and that's what that was classified oh, yeah. as. I worked in the restaurant industry. Like I just love to like work and hustle, like make money, work, hustle, help people, give them a great experience. Like that's so fun to me. 
Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because like when you said that, I thought so many people equate loving selling to being lucrative. And I think there is a tie there for sure. If you're, if you're, let's just say if there's an alignment on several things, but what you were describing at the pumpkin patch and scrubbing toilets and all these things, (laughs) like that's not necessarily lucrative, but it's the love of the, like it's the satisfaction. The scrubbing the toilets might, yeah. But it's like, like the interaction, it's the experience. And even like working in the service industry as a waitress, some places you can make a lot, but sometimes it's really not for that. It's truly the interaction with people that you get to make an impact. Oh yeah. I've told Teddy, I was like, listen, I want to retire and become a waitress for the breakfast shift, which if you've been in the service industry, you know, is the worst shift because you don't make the much, that much money. There's no alcohol to be sold. Like, you know, eggs and bacon only really can cost a certain amount. And then you're like tapped out. Right. And people tip based on a percentage of the bill. So I'm like, cause I just love like giving you an awesome experience. Let me exceed your expectations. If you've got kids, let me get you all the things you need for your kids to have a great quiet meal so you can have a great meal too. (laughs) That's so good. It's because your mission is clear. And that's, I guess that's kind of where I want to land on this because everything we talked about is this whole notion of like more of what matters is going to evolve. And it definitely has for you even in the last 90 days. So what would you say to somebody who's trying to figure that out for themselves right now? Trust and know that it is coming. Like you're in the fog. You're in the, like you're, what is the, the saying you're in the, you're, you can, you're in the forest, the trees. What is the saying? <laughs> you can't see the forest through the trees? No, mm, no. I don't know. Anyways, you're it, in the thick of it. You're, you're in, in the, the fog. Th- you're in the <laughs> fog. Right. And like, sometimes your mindset on that is what matters, right? Like your mindset could be like, Oh, I'm so frustrated. I don't know. I can't see. I'm trying so hard to figure it out. Or your mindset could be, this is really cool because I don't know, but I will know soon what's on the other side is going to be incredible. And that's what I would encourage you to have your mindset up, right? Like, and I, myself too, like it's really hard right now with a three and a one-year-old with my three, three-year-old specifically not sleeping. That is so hard. And I know that it will not be like this forever. Please Lord. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening, listening, there's no way she can't not sleep through the night for the rest of her life. But like, just check your mindset, right? We all have to just check our mindset. Are we frustrated? Are we angry? Are we closed? Are we like contracted? Are we just like, Hey, I don't know what's on the other side of this fog, but I know it's going to be awesome. Believe that it's going to be good. And it will, it will. And you don't have to, you don't have to believe every thought you have because in that instance, you know, if, if the thoughts creep in that are negative about, the kind of the the way things are going currently and we start to make them mean other things it just doesn't have to be true this is like another reason why coaching is so important yeah you need that obviously I speak the language for that reason because it's so been so impactful for me yeah to notice what I'm choosing to hold on to and what I'm releasing and it's it's been a huge service for me um to get, to get past things and also rise above things that I just didn't realize I was holding on to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. I just adore you. I love this conversation. I think there's gonna be a lot of people following you. So where can they follow you, Lindsay? Well, of course y'all can follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> yes, but if you're duh, not on LinkedIn, of course. I always tell people if you're not on LinkedIn because you forgot your password because someone told you in college to get one started, 
<laughs> You've heard Instagram. that story before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Find me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, lindsay.mitrosilis. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today on the More of What Matters podcast. I hope you're taking away some really powerful insights from this episode. I'd love to hear how you're going to apply the inspiration you received today to your own life. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'm at always a and follow the show more of what matters podcast to let me know what's leaving you lit up so I can cheer you on. If you haven't done so already, could you take a moment to subscribe to this show and leave a rating or review? You have no idea how much every single action helps this podcast grow and thrive. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, there's never a better time than now to pursue more of what matters.